Welcome to the Wager Pager Podcast College Football Bowl Spectacular. I'm your host, Mercedes Barba. You can follow me on Twitter at Mercedes Bianca. And on this special episode, Chris and Jim are joined by guest handicapper Colby Dant. That's right, the Dantabase is back. Colby is the resident college football expert from sportsgamblingpodcast.com and host of the College Experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. There's nothing better than bowl season, and we are super excited to bring you guys a special episode. Colby, the Dice Man Jim Rulin, and Chris will pick their five best bets for the entire bowl slate. So that's 15 games for you guys to follow and bet. What's up, guys? I'm Chris Rogers, and you can follow me on Twitter at the Wager Pager. And remember, these bowl games take place over the next three weeks, so let's keep in mind that these spreads can change, and anything can happen with the injuries and players announcing that they're going to sit out. So, with that said, get pumped, get psyched. It's the Wager Pager Podcast Bowl Spectacular. Wager Pager Podcast is presented by uwager.eu, where America bets. uwager.eu is the official online sportsbook of the Wager Pager Podcast. Log on to uwager.eu slash wager pager. That's uwager.eu slash wager pager to receive a 50% welcome bonus up to $1,000 deposit. All right, guys, welcome to the Wager Pager Podcast, College Football Bowl Spectacular. We're super stoked to welcome back to the show Colby Dant, a.k.a. the Dantabase. What's up, brother? What's up, guys? Glad to be back. Let's pick some bowls. Let's do it. Let's do it. You can follow Colby at the Colby D on Twitter. He is part of the Sports Gambling Podcast. He's also the host of the College Experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and you guys can check them out at sportsgamblingpodcastnetwork.com. Here we are with Jimmy Dice ruling. How you feeling, brother? Uh, a little under the weather. Uh, my throat's a little sore, so I apologize, guys. But uh, definitely fun to be back uh, on the Wager Pager. And uh, Colby, always uh, a fan of yours, and I definitely appreciate the time to uh, pick some bowls. So uh, let's build that bank. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Let's do this. Let's win some money. You ready? You you ready for bowl season? Oh, so ready, brother. So ready, man. Holidays were good. Uh, Thanksgiving ate a bunch of fucking turkey. How about you? Same thing out here. I mean, we—it's not the same in California. You know this. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of weird with the cold weather holidays being in LA and shit. Exactly, man. It's like another day in LA, but I mean, I guess you're in Turkey. That's the only difference. But I mean, I don't know. It doesn't seem the same, but I'm not complaining. Put it like that. All right, real quick before we get started. Last time we talked, you were talking about some auditions. What's going on in the acting scene? Any uh, any leads? I did a, I did a short film the other day that probably no one will see. But, you know, I, I thought I delivered, I played a douchebag, and I, I thought I was pretty good at being a douchebag. So maybe that, I, maybe I was naturally a douchebag, and I'm just playing my own role. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> right out of central casting. Did have any uh, any run-ins with Jessica Alba lately? No, no, I'm waiting on that, man. I blew my opportunity. So, you know, it, you know, I try to make it, well, the best part about me blowing my opportunity was my agent actually said no. So in a way... Part of me thinks Jessica Alba's like, who's this guy who said no to me? <laughs> so, in a way, in a way, it's like, if I'm going to fuck it up, it's, at least I fuck it up this way. You know what I mean? Like, 
at least it's not me being like, yo, this guy's running late. No, it's like my agent said no to Jessica Alba. So maybe she's like, man, who's this Kobe guy? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, at least I like to think so. You know what I mean? It's one of those things like when you meet a hot girl and, like, she's all about you and you tell her no at first, she only likes you more. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. It's destined to be. You're going to shoot something with her soon. <laughs> sure, she's got kids, but, I mean, come on. I got a dog and a cat. We're on the same boat. You know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt, man. All right, cool. Let, let's just uh, let's just braid in. On our show, we do a thing called the Nickel Package on our weekly show where we pick five best bets in college football. And since you are appearing on our uh, you know, special edition of our college football episode, let's do a Nickel Package, five best bets of the entire bowl season. Uh, we got... Kobe Dan here at the Kobe D. You can follow this guy on Twitter, one of my favorite followers. All right, Kobe, you being the guest, why don't you kick it off here? We're doing our nickel package, wager pager podcast, college football, bowl spectacular. What's your first game? Best bet. All right, so hold on. First game is in like, are we doing like strength of, because to me, I, want, I number these things from strength of the games that I feel strongest about, one through five. So, so meaning like my first game would not be the one I feel least strongest about. Is that okay, or is that? Ooh, the database way over our head. That's mm. actually really cool. You can. Why don't you present your picks that way? Go right ahead. Uh, so for your picks, you'll be going. You'll be going weakest to uh, to most strong. Yeah. Okay. My weakest is uh, I'm gonna go. And, and by the way, the lines can fluctuate, as you know, with all these. Uh, the, the worst part about bowl season to me is that. Coaches, offenses, defensive coordinators, tight end coach, uh, starting quarterbacks, starting running backs can all sit these things out. So it makes it much harder yeah. to handicap to me than a, than a uh, than a regular yeah. season game. Having said that, I'm going to go with Penn State minus six against Kentucky as my first play. Uh, I believe that's the Citrus Bowl on uh, January 1st. All right, so I like. Look, I think uh, I'm not sure. This could obviously change if McSorley decides to sit. I would hop on something else. I would maybe hop on Texas plus 12. But uh, at the moment, I have not heard that McSorley is sitting. I don't even know how much of an NFL prospect he is, from what I understand. I, mean, I think he might get drafted, but I don't think it's I don't think it's in the higher rounds. But at the moment, I like that play as in Penn State minus six versus Kentucky. I think Kentucky's kind of a little bit. Uh, overrated. I think Benny Snell might sit because he is a pro prospect that will be going in the first or second and maybe the third round. But um, I, I would say that's a pretty strong play considering he's like 90% of their offense because their quarterback can't throw. Hey, Colby, I got a quick question for you. So you think, uh, you know, because obviously in, in, in past, we really didn't see a lot of college kids sitting out. That's kind of a new trend over the last, what, one, two years. So do you see do you see that kind of uh, happening more and more and more kids uh, holding out uh, moving forward? I do, I do, and I'll put it like this. I mean, if I were their parent, uh, and I, I'm sure I'm sure Jimmy could talk better about this, but I'm saying like, uh, I what's the point? Yeah. That's kind of, like uh, that's why a playoff is better, and that's why a bigger playoff is better uh, to me. It'd be like if. If you knew uh, to 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 trans, you know, to put it to college basketball sense, where less injuries happen, but you'd still, let's say that you had, uh, you know, let's go back 20 years or 15 years or whatever it was. Let's say you had a top five draft pick, 
uh, your son was Danielle Marshall or, or whoever, right? Uh, speaking and, my language. <laughs> and, and, and you're saying, hey, we didn't make the tournament. We're going to play in the NIT tournament. Because that's essentially what these bowls are. No, that, that are yeah. not the the invitational playoff that you guys label playoff. Not you, as in you guys, but yeah. our society. Right. Yeah, we got it. Uh, we got it. Uh, why? What's the point? I mean, a knee injury, especially back in, in college basketball, you know, we, science has gotten better and everything. But what's the point? What's the point? There's no point to these things. You know what I mean? So, I I would expect it to happen more and more, and I think that that. Our society is waking up to the fact that out of all of every sport, I don't care if you look at volleyball, there's a uh, a real playoff in all these things. And these these old school grandfather rules that college football, because I think it's some good old boy thing, you know, like uh, that this even the 14 playoff, they agreed to it based on that they would never let a team like UCF that's run the table twice. That's, I mean, yeah. that, that right there is absurd enough. You know what I mean? They've run the table twice, <laughs> and and they, they just won't let them in, and I think that's pathetic. I think that's absolutely pathetic, and that's why college basketball postseason will always be better than college football, and that's why every other yeah. sport has has a, a format. No, because the only reason why I ask is because the way I, I've picked these games is more like if there's no real changes. Obviously, until kickoff, there's going to be some change in these games, you know, and you know, before we put these games in, you know, is someone taking a break? So I would just say really pick these games as if there's no movement right now. You know, no one's sitting, not recent, you know, coaching changes. I mean, well, I think it's incredibly hard, even for the odds makers. Could you imagine? I mean, like, let's take Appalachian State for a second, for for example, right? Appalachian State, Scott Satterfield's a great coach. He he, He took his opportunity, he took his chance, and he went to Louisville. But he brought like 80% of the coaching staff. Right? Yeah. I heard you I heard you saying that, dude. That's crazy. Well, I'm saying like how the, how the hell are we supposed to know that the D-line coach or the running back coach is a capable coach? I mean, there's zero proof of that. He's probably never been a head coach even at a high school level. We can't it's literally like pissing in the wind. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. I no. Am I I, I, I agree. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if the players are even going to be happy that they're playing for them. You know what I mean? I, yeah, that's no, that's crazy. I, I mean, I heard that earlier uh, today, that episode, would you say, talking about that, that's some crazy stuff that I didn't even realize that all those coaches bounced. I mean, it's been going on for a long time, man. And I think college football needs, like, some type of commissioner to step forward and say, hey, I understand recruiting starts. It's a year-round job, and it gets heavy right around, you know, these months. But... I think it should be in the contract for every division, division one or uh, you know FBS, that you cannot leave until after the bowl game. I remember when yeah, Brian I Kelly, dipped, remember when yeah. Brian Kelly dipped on Cincinnati. Cincinnati was eleven and zero, or twelve and zero, and playing in a uh, a yeah. BCS game. This is prior to the playoffs, but I thought that was the ultimate. I I put it like this, man. I was a Brian Kelly fan. I thought that was the ultimate bitch move by Brian Kelly. I've never liked him ever since. Because to me, like you do a promise to your kids, you do a you yeah, do a, you, I, I, you're you're asking yeah. your kids to make a commitment, but yet you can't yeah. honor that commitment on a perfect season. No, I I, I agree, man. So no, but I, I I do agree that 
if nothing is done, these bowl games are just going to get to a point where it's like no one cares about these games anymore. It's just a money grab, and there's really no value to the game, like you said, unless there's a playoff. So I agree, man. I've already seen the ramifications this year. I mean, talking to friends about it, stuff like, oh, we don't really – Will Greer's not playing in West Virginia game? I could care less. You know what I mean? Like, yep. Did, dude, Kobe, did you hear, though? That I, uh, there were some reports today that they're actually talking about doing an A-team now. Would that make you happy, or are you going to still press for the 16-team? Nah, six, I think you have to do 16. That'd be crazy. You know, that's, that's what, extra four games? Yeah, I mean, it's not much. It's really just asking, like, to me, what's the point of the conferences if your teams can't get in? You know, like, uh, and, 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 you know, I think if you really study the sport, uh, you'll see that, to me, they're protecting their revenue. It's not, it has nothing to do yeah, with yeah. UCS. It has nothing to do with yeah. with with. And well, that that's a problem to me because it's not fair. And 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 to me, what like what college basketball does is perfect. And and I, and I think I even tweeted some Mike Leach things out. Mike Leach even has a great format, which is logical on a on a uh, on a budget where they can still protect their names and their brands and whatever the hell you want to say, but. I just don't understand the purpose of playing a. What, what's the point of even being in the conferences then? If you go undefeated, like I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. If, if it's just not fair, and it's the only thing in the country, really, sports-wise, that does not have a legit chance for you to 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 to, to you know get to the next level. To to say that we're the best, and yeah. we've seen that yeah. with UCF. We've seen that with plenty of teams back in the day, Boise State in uh, what oh five or oh six. Uh, Tulane in '98. I mean, I could name Utah one of those years. Uh, and and it's just what what the fuck is the point of these things, guys? You know what I mean? Like, come on, we all want to see more <laughs> games. We all want to see. I, I'm 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 actually like still amazed that people say that the 14 playoff is fine. Four out of 130. Yeah. No, like, can you imagine that if the NFL playoff would have only taken two teams from the AFC, two teams? Based on 130, it'd be like taking one team from the AFC, one team from the NFC, and just playing the Super Bowl. The yeah. best record. Best record of both both uh, both leagues, you know. So <laughs> like no like doubt. some of those conferences couldn't have been down. You know what I mean? Like you know, people can say all they want and say, "Well, I watch these games and I have the eye test," but I personally think there's certain conferences that are deeper than other conferences. Like people can talk all the trash they want to about the Pac-12, but I think the Pac-12 is much deeper than the ACC. Meaning, like oh, they might sure. not have a, a team as good as Clemson, but you can lose ten, you can lose four or five games to a, to an average team in the Pac-12 because they're a lot better than an average team in the ACC, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Plus, Pac-12 is scheduling people. Yeah, they also do a non-conference game, and like a team like USC schedules, I think uh, all 12 FBS opponents, 11 out of 12 from Power Five. I mean, that's ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, and no one in the ACC touches that. And I'm not a U. I actually hate USC, but I'm saying. That's my point, is that people, oh, they're 5-7. and seven. Well, check this out. If they would have done the SEC route and scheduled, uh, let's say they took Florida's schedule when they had two FBS opponents and then a bunch of nonsense at home. They never had to travel anywhere. They, they would have made a bowl game easily. They would have been like 8-4. and four. Very misleading. And that, 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 that's, what, <laughs> what, what, that's what, what I'm saying is it's, it's, it's very sloppy, and that's why I want college football to almost come up with their own commissioner and say, look, everyone should schedule the same amount of games. All right, everyone against Power Five opponents. Everyone should, should schedule the same, and we should also force Notre Dame to be in a conference because I think they have a gigantic advantage as well. 
Oh, my God. You heard it here first, guys. A Dantabase diatribe. We could sit here all night and talk college football politics, and I would really fucking love to. But uh, we'll probably have to bring you back for another episode to do that. Let's kick it over to Jimmy the Dice Man ruling and do his first game here in the uh, college football bowl spectacular. What are you looking at? Uh, right now for my first game, uh, I actually like uh, the Armed Forces Bowl uh, kicking off uh, December 22nd. Uh, it's Houston versus Army. Army's actually giving three to Houston, so uh, I'm just liking Houston. Uh, hopefully uh, Ed Oliver uh, plays. I know obviously with the, um, the draft coming up, he could sit if he decides to go, but um, I think Army-Navy game, that's always Army's kind of Super Bowl. Um, I just like Houston getting three points against uh, a good Army team, but I think uh, Major Applewhite's going to potentially get his first uh, uh, bull win. So uh, I like uh, Houston plus three. The Cougars. Jimmy, I love you, brother, but I think I think, uh, I think think Oliver has announced his sit. He is. Oh, he is? Uh, see, you know, but as of now, you know, I'll play that, but then I, I'll have to relook at some stuff, though. That's why we bring on the Danta base. All right, let's move on here. Uh, my first pick in the nickel package in our college football bowl spectacular. I'm looking at uh, Wednesday, December 26th, the Cheez-It Bowl. I know you guys love those fucking uh, white cheddar Cheez-Its. You ever had the ridges, those ones? They're super crispy. <laughs> you know, who doesn't love those things? <laughs> yeah, dude, smoke a bowl or two. I'll eat a whole fucking package. All right, I'm looking at California, man, the Golden Bears. The game opened at 2. It's now dropped down to a pick. This is the first ever meeting between the schools. Um, the Golden Bears are sneaky good defense. They've held every opponent under 24 points or less. That's outside of lopsided losses to Oregon and UCLA earlier in the year. Head coach Justin Wilcox is really breathing some new life into this program. I really love running back Patrick Laird. He's a fucking bruiser, man. Give me, give me the Golden Bears. I pick him. I like that play, man. Especially like you know, Wilcox has been. I thought, I thought he did a great job last year, even with being five and seven. For if you follow football, you know, like that identity of that team completely changed from Sonny Dykes on like a pass happy offense to a team that will punch you in the face. And what I loved about uh, uh, Cal, even this year, like I said, I, I, I think. Uh, couple bad bounces, but they're really close to being much better than they they have been. And also, TCU's quarterback, Sean Robinson, said he's transferring. So that's, that's something to keep in mind. No doubt, no doubt. All right, Kobe, I think you're up next. What are you looking at, your second game here in the nickel package? My, my second game, I'm going to go with uh, North Texas. and uh, Plus, nine. I'm seeing it at nine. I don't know what, what, you guys, what site you guys are using, uh, but I'm seeing it. Uh, plus nine against Utah State on uh, what day? I think it's this Saturday. This Saturday. Wow. So I think it was the the fifteenth. Um, yeah. Plus, what uh, I like about uh, this, the fifteenth. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. At, at, at two p.m. East Coast time, I think. What I love about this play is Utah State's court, uh, head coach Matt Wells went to uh, Texas Tech University, or he, he accepted a job at Texas Tech, so he's he's gone. And so he brought a lot of the staff with him to Lubbock. And North Texas is a really good school. And I, Seth Luttrell was uh, going for the K-State job. And apparently he was one of the front runners, and he withdrew himself as opposed to them dismissing him. So he said, I'm going to come back to North Texas. North Texas has a uh, junior quarterback who's really good. Mason's fine. I, I love this play because I wonder how good Utah State will show up without their coaches. Yeah, that'll be huge. I actually uh, liked that game when I saw it too, and I I had it actually pinned at point uh, plus eight, so nine. You know, I'm probably jumping that train. Yeah, I'm not. Well, I I yeah. saw it at one point at ten. I, I check your check your boards across 
yeah. before you make the bet, uh, I would say yeah. for anyone out there listening. No, yeah, nine nine or ten sounds good, dude. Uh, it's a good uh, good moment to mention that uh, we are sponsored by uwager.eu, where America bets. But it's not the best line, uwager. Uh, seven and a half over here, minus one ten. But hey, there's a lot of a lot of good stuff on uwager.eu. Maybe not this game in particularly, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> depends who you're going for, man. If they're going for yeah, Utah State, they they want to bet there. <laughs> that's, that's true. Good point. So, but so yeah. Now, for my second game, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Washington State in the Alamo Bowl on Friday, uh, the 28th at 9 p.m. game. So um, I like, uh, you know, Mike Leach just trying to, you know, prove to the committee, you know, like, uh, you know, his his teams are, you know, should be in some type of playoff because they were one of the best teams, I thought, uh, this year, just watching them and how hard they played. So I know Iowa State has some good wins, and, you know, they're definitely uh, not the Iowa State of old, so... Uh, but I just like uh, Mike Leach and his squad, you know, just being prepared to, uh, you know, win that game by more than four points. So uh, give me, uh, give me the Cougars. Uh, I'm with you, man. I think that's, a, I think that's a good play, man. I think, uh, I think, you know, uh, they kind of gave Washington State the raw deal. And if anyone wants to really look at, to me, what I think is the politics of college football, is Pullman, small market. Probably not going to get that many fans, that many TV ratings. And that's my point. They should have been in the New Year's Six Bowl. It's absolutely dog shit. Like, anyone that analyzes it really close, I really believe, without a bias. I try not to have a bias at this thing. You know what I mean? And I, when you look at that, you can say, well, how the heck are these schools? Florida played two FCS schools. You know what I mean? And, and, and might I add, two terrible FCS schools. At least Washington State played one FCS school, and it was one of the teams that's still playing in a playoff right now called Eastern mm-hmm. Washington that might win a national championship. You know what I mean? That could probably beat 40 yep. teams in the country, 60 teams in the country. So it, it, it's it's a, it's a, it's a, it's all a sham when you look at it to me. Like, they deserve a lot better, and it's a sham, and I hope they show up and I like that play because of that. I agree. So, Chris, what what's your play? UCF, baby. I love the uh, college experience T-shirts. With the UCF oh, logo. thank you, brother. <laughs> Hey, people haven't even caught on. I, hey, uh, you know what? I'm gonna give. I'll give your your your, your uh, podcast a hot tip. If they, uh, I mean, I'm assuming. Uh, hopefully, they listen to 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 my podcast as well. But it's actually a play. People have him. People go. People make the connection with the UCF, with, like you did, which is great. But it's also we stole the Alabama symbol idea, and we replaced it with UCF with their font. Oh, no doubt. Really? Nice. We purposely did that because I just thought it was a funny fuck you to uh and I and look, I, I actually think Alabama was fantastic. They'd probably beat UCF if they played head to head. But the game well, no, could happen. You're a world renowned uh, SEC troll and I love every fucking second of it, dude. That's amazing. I like the logo switch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you gotta call a spade a spade. To me they have a perfect formula for I, I don't even hate the SEC. You know what I mean? But I mean I, I to me I hate how they think that they're better when they have a format that sets up better for them, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, no it's it ridiculous. It's, it's totally always been ridiculous. like that. It's always been like that. All right, we're moving on here to the nickel package. This is my uh, second pick in our college football bowl spectacular. I'm looking at a game on Friday, December 28th. It's the Camping World Bowl in Orlando, Florida. We uh, Colby kind of touched on this earlier. Uh, Will Greer is sitting out. He's not playing. This game opened at 7. 
I'm looking at Syracuse. They were getting seven, seven and a half. It's now dropped down to plus one and a half. I might even take them on the money line in that game, plus 105. This is an old-school Big East rivalry. Um, you know, like I said, Will Greer's not playing. Love the fact that we got senior quarterback Eric Dungy coming out, trying to fucking do his thing in a major bowl. I love Dino Babers. Give me Syracuse. I think it's a solid play, especially considering Greer's out. Um, I mean, I will say I think uh, Hol- Holgerson's such a good offensive mind that I would not be surprised if the next quarterback can play ball, but but I, I think that's a solid play for for, for Q's, you know? No uh, doubt, no doubt. All right, uh, Colby, what are you looking at here in your third game in the nickel package? My third game, I will take Oklahoma State plus eight and a half against Missouri, and I believe that game is on Monday, December 31st. I understand Missouri has uh, Drew Locke in his final game, and I still wonder if he's going to play that game because he's, on NFL, he's still on the NFL, NFL radar. But let's be honest, Missouri, if, I think if you evaluate the schedule, I think they only have one or two wins against a team with, with a winning record. And I think that's a very misleading, once again, guys, not to uh, – <laughs> I think when you play a lot of bad teams and also you get four out-of-conference games against against, you know – Teams that uh, you, when you can double up on on the SEC's formula of scheduling a really bad FCS and a really bad FBS, it can kind of pad your like if you're just looking blindly and say yeah, yeah if you if you're looking blindly oh this team's eight and four or you know yeah. what I mean like so I think Oklahoma State's a better team actually I would have taken Oklahoma State pretty much any day of the week against them wow. I will say games at Mizzou in Columbia. They are challenging. It's a good home field environment. But I will say, if Mizzou, if Mizzou had to come to Oklahoma State and Stillwater, I think Oklahoma State would mess them up just like they did Texas and Boise yeah. State. And this is a neutral site game. so and, I, and like I said, the chances of Drew Locke sitting out, I don't know that he's doing that, but I would think that would be pretty high if I were his parents. So I, I like Oklahoma State. Even if he plays, getting eight and a half or more than a touchdown, give me that all day. So for my uh... – so my third pick uh, on the nickel package, uh, I'm going to take uh, Northwestern, uh, taking seven points. Uh, I've always been a big dog guy. Uh, typically, that's my favorite, you know, with the Bulls. So I typically like taking the dogs. So uh, give me Northwestern. Uh, I think uh, it's a tall task. Kyle Will- uh, Whittingham, I just saw that he has 11-1 and bowl record. So yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, you know. So uh, That's crazy. I'm hoping Fitzgerald can uh, bring his three and five record and uh, potentially give you know. So I I just like Northwestern. I think they've they've uh, played a, a a good schedule. They beat some really good teams this year. You know uh, I'm just I think seven points might be a little too much for uh, a big Big Ten team. So uh, I'll take uh, Northwestern on the Holiday Bowl on uh, December 31st. So uh, let's go. What do you got, Chris? Yeah, I was look. I was looking at that game actually. Northwestern, very tempting. The Utah just scares me, dude. They're just fucking warriors. Yeah. So, but I mean, I know, like I said, Kyle Wall, uh, you know, Whittingham, eleven and one record. I was like, whoa. But uh, I just like the seven points. I'll take the seven. So, what do you got? No doubt, definitely a key number there. Moving on here in our college football nickel package, college football bowl spectacular. My third game here is uh, Thursday, December twentieth. Probably the best fucking name in the college football bowl universe, the Bad Boy Mowers Bowl. Uh, No, the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl in Tampa, Florida. This is basically going to be a home game for South Florida. 
They're catching two and a half versus Marshall. But give me the fucking thundering herd, my friend. Minus two and a half under a key number. Now, granted, this is pending. If Blake Barnett plays, this kind of changes everything. I think we're about 10 or 11 games out from this game. Um, and Marshall is arguably the number one defense in the Power Five. They're only letting up 22 points a game. I'm not going to overreact to the fact that South Florida is basically playing a home game. USF has lost their last five. Marshall's won three of their last four. Give me the thundering herd, brother. Minus two and a half. Uh, I mean, I can go with that, man. I can go with that. Uh, okay, my next play is uh, Saturday, December 22nd. I like uh, I like Wake Forest. Wake Forest against Memphis. I like Wake Forest getting three and a half. Uh, Memphis, they're starting running back who's one of the best uh, running backs in the nation. Declared for the NFL draft, so I believe he's sitting out. Um, and Dave Clawson, the head coach of Wake, I think is one of the most underrated coaches in all of college football. Got them to two goal games in a row. And I, I don't know if you guys know this, but Wake has an enrollment of about 2,200 people. That's pretty amazing to me. And uh, I think he's a fantastic coach. I like him to win the game outright, actually. Sprinkle some of the money left. Uh, he's a fantastic coach. And I think Memphis, without their best player, uh, good luck. I'll say that. Good luck. I like, I like Wake to, to win the game outright. I like that kid, the freshman QB. He's been playing good all year. Dude, they got two freshman QB. Like, Clawson's a beast, man. I, I swear there's going to be a big-time school that's going to get him in the next couple of years. And I'm telling he was at Richmond. If you, anyone follows the FCS, like I do. Well, first off, Clawson was at, previously at Bowling Green, and he did great things at Bowling Green, and they're awful now. Shows how good he is. Then he was at Richmond, and Richmond was really legit. They won national championships on the FCS level. This guy's a fantastic coach. He's going to be a great coach. Uh, I hope someone takes a chance on this guy. So, yeah, so uh, my fourth uh, pick for the nickel package uh, is going to be uh, Iowa Hawkeyes getting uh, six and a half against uh, Mississippi State. Uh, kind of like the the whole theory, you know, Colby's uh, SEC, you know, they padded their stats with doing – uh, I think Mississippi di State did play well, uh, but I like uh, Kurt uh, France always has a, a good squad. He always gets his team ready. Uh, saw a couple of his bowl games when I uh, worked at Insight uh, back in AZ. So, uh, But I like uh, the six and a half points uh, that the Hawkeyes get against Mississippi State. No doubt, no doubt. All right, moving on here. I was actually going to switch to another game. I'm kind of uncomfortable doing this. I don't like going up against a guest, but uh, Kobe picked Penn State in his first game, but I was kind of looking at Kentucky plus six and a half. Just hear me out here. The game opened at four. <laughs> Kentucky's now getting six and a half, so it's moved two and a half points in my favor. I kind of like this game because for Kentucky, this is their Super Bowl, okay? Correct me if I'm wrong, Colby, you probably know better than me. I don't think they've ever played on New Year's Day. Maybe if they did, probably like back in the day. I, I, I don't believe so. I don't know if Kentucky's ever played on New Year's Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm just thinking for that. They're just going to be up, ready for this game. I feel like Penn State, yeah, they're playing on New Year's Day, but maybe they feel a little underwhelmed playing, going up against Kentucky. And But like you said, I think... Is that? Benny Snell going to play, though? That's the thing. I was just going to say, like you said, uh, it, it's still a question mark. So if he plays, I do like the points with Kentucky plus six and a half as a chance to cover in like a classic close game. I mean, I also think he's a, I mean, and I say this with love because I think the kid seems like a stud. And, and as much as uh, people can think I'm an SEC hater, I'm not. I wish everyone the best. And I'm saying like, uh, 
Benny Snell, I think he's an idiot if he plays that game. <laughs> you know, I'll put it like that. You're about to be right. a first or second round draft pick. You know what I mean? Why risk it? You know what I mean? There's no national championship on the line. Yeah, put an insurance policy on that and let him play. You know, he'll probably I, – I think he'll play. That's my personal – like he'll want to show, hey, this is what you're getting. Uh, you know, because I definitely agree there's going to be players that are going to want to sit and they're looking for that ticket. Um, but deep down, a lot of these guys are competitors. You know, they they built bonds with their teammates, you know. So uh, – but, no, obviously if Benny Snell doesn't play, I'm probably not looking at this either. So, but, uh, but yeah, no, I think that's a good play. Back to Col- Colby. What are you thinking, man? So is this your strongest play out of your five? My strongest play is actually in the college football playoff. Oh, wow. I like the Oklahoma Sooners plus 14 points against Alabama. Um, I love that play, actually. I think it's going to be fantastic. I think Kyler Murray is a quarterback that they have never seen in the SEC. And I think I like it even scrolling some on the money line. I, I think it's a terrible match for Alabama. I think it's a yeah, terrible matchup for Alabama. Oh, wow. I, I, a lot of people don't realize that Georgia should have beat them both times in the past year that they've played. And if you look, Oklahoma should have beat Georgia. I think anyone that watched that game, Oklahoma went a little too conservative in overtime, and they also had a fumble lead in the game. I think Oklahoma was the better team in Pasadena last year. And I think Lincoln Riley can dial up an offense much better than anyone Saban has seen in some in some time. And I think 14 points. Look, Bama might get the win, but this thing is going to be a, a touchdown or less. I really believe that unless there's some catastrophic – unless Murray's injured or something. This play, give me the yeah, plus 14. No, nah, that's nice, but uh, is is Tua going to be uh, healthy enough to play that? I mean, I think he is, but he, I, I, mean, I don't care what quarterback's starting. To me, it's really the yeah. Alabama defense and – it's like what they said. They said, coming into last year's bowl season, they said uh, Georgia has the best defense in the country. Oklahoma put up 50 points on them. And I think people that talk shit about the Big 12, they don't realize how good their offenses are. And I think the defenses are weak, sure. That's why, that's why Oklahoma gave up 50 to Georgia. But I think they all of a sudden they're going to realize, just like Bama will, that they're in a dogfight. And this thing is not – it's a track meet. It's, it's, that's what happens when you play an offense that's that good. It's a track meet. They might get a win. It's going to come down to a couple plays. Bama could get a pick six maybe or a, a block punt or something, but I like my chances with Kyler Murray. Another thing is traditionally Nick Saban's always had problems with mobile quarterbacks. That There's very yeah. few of them in the, in, in the uh, SEC, and this is the king of mobile quarterbacks. I love this play, and I also think Lincoln Riley is one of the best players. I am biased. He did go to East Carolina, but uh, but <laughs> at East Carolina, there was a reason why we were really, really good with mediocre talent. And I think that is because he can game, he can game plan better than a lot of head coaches. And that's a, there's a reason why a lot of the NFL teams are knocking on his door asking, because – he is very good at designing offenses around defenses. And I think you'll see 14 points. I, I laughed at that line when that came out. It was actually 14 and a half, I think, when it came out. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it should be like six or seven, if that. I mean, I also think Oklahoma played a much harder schedule than Alabama. So uh, we'll see. I mean, the, the hardest thing to consider about all this is the month off. That can actually yeah. kill a team's chemistry. 
Like, on a, especially, especially pat, yeah, especially a passing offense. A month off, uh, you know, does you know, and split seconds make a huge difference in in a passing offense. So, I mean, what's no really, doubt. once again, there's another reason why it's just absolutely retarded that we don't have a real playoff. And actually, you play each week, and we figure out who's better, and we move on to the next slate, and yeah. you, fi- you figure out who's better and move on to the next slate. <laughs> pretty simple. <laughs> pretty pretty. You know. But, okay, anyway, what's your best play? All right, guys, uh, you heard it here first. This is Kobe Dant at the Kobe D. He likes Oklahoma on the money line. That's sitting here at uwager.eu plus 450. Very juicy, my friend. We might have to tell you, put a little something, something. Hold on, take the 14, oh, yeah. but, 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 but throw some on the money line. I'm, I'm not saying I'm oh, definitely, definitely going to win money line, but, but I will say, yeah, I like the chances of them winning. I, I called this like three, like probably like six weeks ago. I mean, back in October, I was like, man, if Bama ends up with Oklahoma, that's like the nightmare matchup if I'm a Bama fan. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> I'd rather play Notre Dame than I would Oklahoma. I'll put it like that. Yep. So imagine that if uh, if uh, Alabama had to play uh, Oklahoma and Clemson, that'd be crazy. You know, yeah, right? that, you know, right? so. <laughs> So yeah, so uh, no, nah, I mean, I I think I'm definitely gonna have to tell you on the the plus fourteen. So, but for my last play on the nickel package, uh, I'm gonna go with Florida getting seven and a half against Michigan in the Peach Bowl uh, Saturday, December 29th. Uh, my thing is Michigan. It was College Bowl championship or, or bust. Uh, Jim Harbaugh is just. I, I think he's a good coach. I just think it's sometimes you know Ohio State is just a, a good team. Uh, but even just, you know, getting snubbed again. So um, I like Dan Mullen his first year, you know, uh, for Florida, uh, getting seven and a half. Um, I just think it's a little too much. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game. And uh, I like Florida getting seven and a half against Michigan. You know what, dude? Going to have to tell you on that. I don't like to do multiple plays, but uh, (laughs) here we go. I'm on Florida too, man. That's my fifth pick. I really do like Florida plus seven and a half. The Wolverines only one and two straight up and ATS in their bulls under Harbaugh. Doesn't hurt. Give me the Gators plus seven and a half. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. This was our uh, The Wager Pager podcast, college football, bowl spectacular. We're super stoked to have Colby Dent on once again on the show. You can follow this man at D on Twitter. You can, you, can, uh, you can hear Colby Dent on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and he is also the host of the College Experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Check him out on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. These guys got tons of good uh, content every day, putting out spreadsheets and whatnot. Colby, thanks for joining us. Anytime, brother. Thanks for having me. Hey, oh, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, happy holidays and uh, be safe out there this year, and uh, good luck, buddy. Yeah, you you guys too, man. Hope you and your families are all uh, safe and have a great holiday. Hey, and Kobe, as a thank you for coming on the show, and since it is the holiday season, I'm going to send you down to see one of my boys. Uh, he's kind of one of the main guys over at the Lobster, over at Santa Monica Pier. I know that's in your neighborhood. So uh, fuck a sandwich. We're going to get this man a lobster. Oh, shit. <laughs> I know the lobster, man. I walk right by there all the time. <laughs> No doubt, man. We'll get you hooked up. When we go off air, I'll give you the details. Right on, brother, man. <laughs> All right. Thank you, you guys for joining us. Hey, any, any, anytime, guys. Sports Gambling Podcast. Check it out. College Experience. Thanks for having me, guys. You guys are the best.
All right, that's it for the College Football Bowl Spectacular. And as always, good luck, happy handicapping, and may the gambling gods look gracefully down upon you. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to hit subscribe and leave us a review. And please, guys, tell all your friends about us. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Wager Pager. Also, if you or a loved one has a gambling addiction, don't be scared to seek help. You can contact the National Council on Problem Gambling at 1-800-522-4700. They're open 24 hours a day, and all calls and texts are confidential. Get pumped, get psyched. It's the Wager Pager Podcast. Bye. Later. The Wager Pager podcast is co-hosted and co-produced by Chris Rogers and Mercedes Barba. Edited by Mercedes Barba. Created by Chris Rogers. Additional analysis provided by Jim Rulin. Special thanks to Colby Dant. Music by The Morose Project. Produced and written at San Francisco Music Studios. Logo designed by John Carbonella. All picks are for entertainment purposes only. These plays are not financial advice.